Well, hello everybody, this is Trevor Lee and this is episode 49 of Running 44 at 60. Welcome to the show. Now on today's show, I've got a guest all the way from Northamptonshire, Phil Begner. And Phil's going to talk about his plans for running his first ultra marathon, which is coming up in June. And he's also going to talk about the bus driver that he's going to take along with him and has been helping him with his training and helping him get out there and do the training. So that's all to look forward to in a second. But before that, just a little reminder to say a big thank you to everybody who supported my 44 at 60 campaign. I really appreciate your support. I'm very close to achieving my target of £100 per mile for the Children's Hospice Southwest and their music therapy programme. So if you haven't got involved so far and you want to just chuck a tenner in the pot, then please go to my Just Giving page, 44 at 60 Trevor Lee, you'll find it and you can go on there and donate. Or if you're in business and you're listening to this, well, I've just got one more of my business masterclasses, which again, all the money's going to the fundraising pot. And that is on April the 29th. And it's called Win More Sales Pitches and Convert More Sales Proposals. So if you're in business, you know, winning more sales pitches clearly is great for business. And I'm also going to give you a few tips and ideas to get more of those sales proposals that you send out reacted to. You know, all the ones that you send out and no one ever replies to, no one ever says, oh, thanks for your email and your proposal. Going to work on those with you. So again, if you go, if well, in this time, in this case, if you go to Trevor Lee Media, look up 44 at 60 on my website and there will be a link. There's only one uh, one of the masterclasses to go. So click on the link. It'll tell you more about it. And there'll be an opportunity to book and pay through PayPal. And you'll get a Zoom link and all that sort of stuff. And we'll have a great time. It's 60 minutes, 4 p.m., April the 29th. It's going to be action-packed stuff. It's the last one in this series. So I want to make it a really, really good one and get as many people on there as possible. And the other quick shout-out I want to give is for an event on Tuesday, April the 20th. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, and this is in South Africa, but of course, you know, it's virtual, so it's anywhere in the world. And I am delighted because I am going to be one of five speakers. In fact, there are four headline international speakers and me. (laughs) And um, it's called Wisdoms 123, Tales from the Trails. And there's some amazing people going to be speaking and telling their stories about their running experiences. So it's virtual, it's free, it's, I think it's 10am to 3pm, I think there's one hour slots all the way through the day and things like that, but go on the website, just Google Wisdoms123 Tales from the Trails and you'll be able to find it, and yes, I am one of the speakers, So, uh, but you know, you don't need to listen to me, I'll be telling the story about 44 at 60, uh, and the five business lessons that I've learned from 44 at 60, which you can take forward into your business, and a big shout out to Edward Chapman, who's uh, done some fantastic uh, you know, help with me for promoting all of this stuff. And he's got me that speaking slot. So that's great. Thanks very much, Edward. Right, you better get on and meet Phil. Phil, welcome to Running 44 at 60 podcast. Great to have you on the show. It is lovely to see you and to finally talk to you, Trevor. I've been following the podcast since it started. So yeah, lovely to talk to you. Wow. Well, that's great. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I've no idea how many people have been listening to it from day one. So that's that's very impressive. You deserve your your <laughs> slot on the podcast for doing that, if nothing else. <laughs> we just we just share that we're going on the same journey together. It's something that I've shown a great interest in. Running my first ultra is something that I'm doing as well. So yeah, great. it's been great to be following it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Phil, tell us a little bit about your your running history, biography, and your own ultra challenge. 
Okay, so I'm 48. Uh, I live in Rawns in Northamptonshire. I started running when I was about 40 to lose weight, as a lot of people do. Um, it was a little bit hit and miss at the start, as it normally is, but it did the job. Eventually, I, I was living at the time in a place called Grafham, which has a large, giant reservoir called Grafham Water. It's a beautiful place to live and to run, and we used to cycle there and uh, run around it, the circumference of it. It's about 10 miles round. And I got really into it, and I, and, and I, uh, yeah, and I sort of took it on from there. I was training for 5Ks and some 10Ks and some half marathons. But um, it wasn't until I moved to where I'm living, currently living now in Rawns in Northamptonshire that I really started to find out about trail running and ultra running. Um, ever since I was a boy, I've always enjoyed long distance walking. Um, I grew up in the Wye Valley. And so me, my family used to walk the Offers Dyke Path quite a lot or the Wye Valley Walk. And we always used to go on these long walks as a family, um, you know, when people used to come and stay with us. And I've continued to do that with friends of... I've been walking some national trails around the country, the Pedders Way. Um, there's, there's loads of them, isn't there? There's, there's the Norfolk Coastal Path, the Cotswold Way. So I've been doing all these long distance path walking and then running for, you know, just for running's sake. And I just had this epiphany one day that I found a, a video online that I could, well, I could run the paths that I'm walking on. Why haven't I thought about that before? And I was entered <laughs> the world of ultra running and trail running. And, and from, that was about three years ago. And from then, I haven't really looked back. I've really found like I found, found the thing that I was, I was truly meant to do. And I've just really enjoyed every second of it from that moment, really. Great stuff. So what sort of, what sort of things have you been running then? What sort of, I mean, clearly recently, of course, not many events going on, but what are, you, what, are you, what are you building up to or what have you been doing? Right. So I am taking part in my first ultra in June, June the 19th, uh, at an event called Race to the King which is a threshold training trail series uh, event on the South Downs Way. It's 53 miles long and uh, it's twice as far as I've ever run it ever before. I have taken part in a trail marathon, which I did about three months ago. And that was a 5K loop up to the marathon distance. So oh, you could right. literally do a 5K loop and then stop if you wanted or take some drinks on board or go to the loo or whatever you need to do, right? As you do uh, uh, running on a trail. And just keep going and so at the moment as we record today i've only done 26 miles so uh yeah like, like i said i've done a couple of half marathons i've done some 5ks but it's only the marathon so far and uh yeah i'm training for this ultra in june so you said race to the king did i hear that correctly race yeah. to the king so tell us tell us what tell, tell us about the event then what what's the king bit it's great because uh, you finish on the bank, on the banks, on the steps of Winchester Cathedral, and you get handed your medal by a man dressed in armour, as dressed as a king with a crown <laughs> on his head, and he places the medal around your around your neck, <laughs> dressed as the king. So you're literally racing to the king who gives you your medal when you get to the end. Wow! And so of a cathedral. <laughs> where where do you start from then? Oh, you know what? I should have found this out, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> 53 miles away, somewhere on the South Downs way. Uh, yeah, I don't know okay. where the actual start is. I'm just, yeah, I've obviously got my wife that's going to help support me. Um, I'm staying with family when we're down there, thankfully. And so, yeah, I'm just going to drive to the car park, get get ready and get on with it. Absolutely. Great stuff, great stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued now because I want to, you know, as a few weeks, I'm five weeks away from the, as we're yeah. recording this from the 44 at 60. So 
So what's your what's your event plan? I was going to say race plan, but, you know, they're not really races, are they, as such? So what's your event plan then? You know, how's it, how, how are you visualising how it's going to pan out? How am I visualising it's going to pan out? I am going to have one of the best days of my life on June the 19th. I've put a lot of effort into all the training and when the, the actual event takes place, I'm going to just enjoy every second of it and I'm going to cross the finish line with my hands in the air. That's my goal. That's that's what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter how long it takes me. I've got a rough idea of how long I'd like it to take me, but it doesn't matter if it doesn't take me that long. The idea is to enjoy the day, get over the finish line, get the medal from the king and move on to the next one, right? <laughs> if, if I enjoy it, I'm sure I will. Well, it, it sounds like, Phil, that I'm going to need to get you back on this podcast uh, at some point mm. after the event and just check in with you and get your uh, get your your take on how it went and all the top tips you picked up on the route. So what have you been what's your what's your kind of training plan between now and June the 19th, which is what, um, nine, 10 weeks away? Well, I've been following a uh, training plan with this book. I'm hey. holding up to the camera. So have mm. I. Same yeah. book. Yeah, well, there same you book. Go. So this yeah. woman, I got this book for Christmas for my family. So I've been following uh, the Running Your First Ultra 50K training plan. Now, I know that I'm running 53 miles, but she does say, doesn't she, at the beginning of the book, how many miles are you running at the moment? You know, I would recommend that you do this training plan based on what you have done to this point. So I was like, all right, Chrissy, you're the expert. I'm going to go along with that. <laughs> so I'm actually doing the 50K training plan, even though I'm doing the 53 miler in June. Um, a lot of feedback I've had of people that have done these events, you get to a certain level of fitness and experience. You don't necessarily need to go that far more. You, get, you, know, you end up going to maybe injure yourself more than actually gain anything. So I'm quite yeah. happy with following that. But it, honestly, as you've probably found out, Trevor, it, it, it's a game changer following somebody like that and doing the exercise programs that she recommends, like coming back from a run and doing a core workout. I've never would have considered doing that before, but it has really, really helped me massively with my core strength, my glute strength, just my overall sort of physical strength when it comes to running makes it so much easier, doesn't it? When you're out there running and you have all this additional strength that you never used before, never thought you needed to do before. So it's been a game changer. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm training like six times, six days a week at the moment, which wow. sounds a lot, but you know, they're only small little increments. There's a long run, as you know, and there's a back-to-back -back run on the Sunday, but the little core works out like this morning, I was doing a, a hill interval workout routine, running up and down a hill and jogging back down and all that sort of fun stuff, <laughs> as you right. well know. So, it, yeah. it sounds like your training has, has followed the uh, the program much 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 better than I have. I've uh, <laughs> I've used her program, but I definitely haven't followed it in the, to the degree that you have, Phil. I don't think. But um, I'm as I mentioned before we came on air. I um, I'm doing the back to backs. I've done two of those so far, and I'm doing yeah. a, another one this weekend, five weeks out, and then going to repeat it three weeks out. Yeah. Um, so 16, 17, and I think 11, 12, or something like that. Friday, Saturday. So. Wow. Uh, yeah, so um, and and there and and, and or mainly off road or trails, you know, around yeah. where I am here in Truro. So yeah. uh, well, the best of luck with that. Now, what I'm Thank really you. interested to talk to you about is your bus driver. <laughs> the bus driver. Okay, so I mean, the the event has a um, has a Facebook forum, um, which I'm a member of. So there's all the runners that are taking part in Race of the King and also Race of the Castle. There's four events that Threshold do across the country. There's Race to the Castle, there's Race to the Stones, there's Race to the King, and there's Race to the Tower as well. Um, unfortunately, I think that one's been cancelled this year due to COVID. 
But a lot of people in June, no, in January, were starting to feel a little bit dejected about training, they thought, because of COVID, all these long races are going to be cancelled. You know, what's the point of training? Why should I bother? Very, very down and sort of down and gloomy about themselves and couldn't get motivated. And so I just thought I would uh, send a little, I, I just posted um, a message to try and sort of motivate people or to try and sort of re make them think about their training a different way about what's stop, actually stopping them from going out there and doing it and why they should be going out there and training. And I mentioned this thing called the, the bus driver, which is a bit of a strange thing, I appreciate. And you can take it as, as, uh, as, as lighthearted as you like or take it seriously as you like. But to me, what I try to do is disassociate a negative feeling by deciding that it's my bus driver that wants me to stop doing that. Say like you have this like whisper in your ear or in the back of your mind that says, well, maybe you should stop because, you know, you might get injured in a couple of miles time or, you know, you're starting to sort of tire now and slow down. Maybe you should uh, take it easy a little bit. It's the bus driver telling you to do that. It's not you that's making that decision. It's the guy that's trying to guide you in the easiest route possible to your life so you cannot get injured and you can't, you know, do the wrong thing. It's that classic sort of parental guidance, I think. But I disassociate myself with that from my sort of like spirit side if you like, my true nature, the person who signed up for the, for the event, the person who goes out there and, and, and realises how lovely it is to do all these, these runs. So the way I cope with when, it's, when you're struggling mentally and at a certain point like that, I say it's not me, it's the bus driver that's trying to steer me away from, from problems. And I, you know, I chat with him, I straight up front with him, or you know, I, I check in with the rest of my body and I ask them if they want to carry on and we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. So, you know, that's how I deal with it. I just disassociate my, the rest of myself with that thought. I push it to the back of my mind and I carry on. And it works. It works for me. Yeah, no, it's good. Well, I've read a lot of stuff about running mindset, Phil, and all yeah. that and all and, and that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I mean, I um I, I as I, as most runners, I think sometimes one of the hardest things is just to get out the door. You know, yeah. I've, I've got into, the, I've got a run, you know, we're recording this on Thursday evening and I'm going out for the 16, 17 miler tomorrow morning. So yeah. um, I'll have all my kit pile, you know, out tonight. So I know Absolutely. it's going to happen. And there you go. to be honest, sometimes I find it easier to go out for the longer runs than the shorter ones. I went, I went out for yeah. a five miler, couple of days ago first thing in the morning before i got kind of into the work thing and it was it was really tough getting out the door just for five miles yeah um, whereas i think tomorrow 16 17 i think it it'll be easier i don't and mm -hmm. i you know i don't know whether that's because it's a bit more of a well there's more kit to take and all that sort of stuff you know and there's more preparation yeah. for the longer run but yeah it's really interesting and and i and i i uh, i picked up your comment in your in your um in your message article that said yeah um, I'm just going to quote it. It says here, you put, um, you know, the day of event is a lap of honor, yes. celebration and smiles. So um... it's really important that you should really treat the event as the lap of honor. You know, you're going to be out all day. You're going to be on the, you know, on the trail for like maybe 10, 11, 12 hours, whatever you're doing, maybe longer. But you've put in hundreds of hours of getting up to that point. All your hard work and all your your effort is in the training. And so on the day. Treat that day as a lap of honour. Don't treat it as th something to be intimidated by or worried about. You just go there, you turn up, and you feel grateful that you've got to the start line. And your brain, I feel, is going to get you to the, to the, to the finish. So, yeah, treat the, whole, uh, treat the whole event 
as a, as your lap of honor and that only can help put a smile on your face for the rest of the yeah, day right? well, it's really interesting because you might i don't know whether you'd recall but um, in one of the very first uh, recordings i did for this podcast i had a guy on it called andy gandry who's uh, an yeah. estate agent here in cornwall and uh, and andy's final top tip for me was to you know to run with a smile on your face right from yeah. the word go and, and and that's how i'm treating it i'm 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 going for a big day out that's what i say to people Absolutely. a bit like what you're saying here you yeah. know i'm going to I'm going to be recording snippets with this podcast, all been well, and bits of video clips and all sorts of stuff, you yeah. know, just to, well, A, distract me from the fact that I'm out there so long, but B, to yeah. keep the enjoyment going as much as anything. Absolutely. And, and I've heard, obviously, a lot, all of your podcasts, and you really do get on well with other runners around you, and you have to celebrate the other, the other runners around you, aren't you? You will bounce off their positivity as you're going, and I'm sure you'll make, make the most of it, as you've done so in the podcast previously. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the other thing I picked up from your from your the, the message that you posted was that, yeah. you know, I, I like this this concept here that the training is, uh, you know, creating the best version of you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You should run with gratitude. You should you should be able to celebrate what you can do, not think about constantly. Oh, I wish I could do that. or I wish I could be faster. or I wish I could run longer. No, be grateful about what you've actually can do. Right. Because there's a lot of people in this world who can't run at all physically can't run mm. so you know when you are running especially on those short little runs that you mentioned earlier trevor think about just the function of running you know the form of running the actual feeling about running how, how your body feels as you're doing it these all sounds it all sounds a bit zen i, I appreciate that and i've got buddha behind me but that's nothing to do with me that's my wife's <laughs> picture she's an interior designer she just likes the picture but you know it's important to think about these positive moments when you're running as opposed to the negative ones absolutely yeah no i i i fully agree and i think yeah because you know at my age now i'm very grateful to be able to get out there and and, and still yeah. run and um and I, I think you're right i mean if there's ever a moment where i think oh i'm not enjoying this yeah it's always good to reflect on the fact that you've got a choice Whereas, as you rightly say, there's a lot of people who simply don't have the choice. They can't run for whatever reason. And that's um, right. Um, yeah. And that, that's that's a great incentive uh, for me as well, you know, to get out there and make that happen. So. So, Phil, we're going to round up the podcast. And, and we're, if, you, yeah. if you've got a couple of tips that you want to share with the listeners based on what you've uh, what you've been experiencing so far. OK, well, we've talked about one, which was the lap of one. I was going to use that one, but I've got a couple of others <laughs> here as well. I think one is create your own running mantra i don't know if you've uh, you've got one yourself trevor but i think have something that's very simple in your brain that keeps you going that makes you focused that stays focused mine is flow don't think so i try and flow i try and move across the land as i'm running which makes me sound like the bfg but you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah. I, I try to I don't I, I try not to I try to push away the thoughts I just want to feel as if I'm flowing as I'm running so create a mantra that works for you everybody's going to think differently they might need a bit of a motivational kick up the ass type flow I don't know but think about a good a good one you know you know start slow finish strong or whatever it means to that person as an individual absolutely and we also uh, talked about earlier about you know uh, connecting with your body I mean a lot of people use music when they go for a run or they listen to podcasts, but it's good to turn off the music every now and again, I think, and really connect with the surroundings that you've got. Instead of looking for a distraction to help you focus, use what's around you to really um, invigorate you where you are, you know, connect with your body and your breathing, but also sort of connect with, I mean, you're in 
Cornwall. You know, you know Truro. Uh, uh, you know, I, I used to live in Cornwall for a little while, and I know how beautiful it is down there. So it's not not much of a, a difficult for you to appreciate where you are. But you know, <laughs> sometimes just the sound, the bird song, or just dogs barking in the background, or just these little tiny little soundtrack to your run, you should sort of pick up on that and uh, and feed off it. And I think, um, what was the last one I'd go for? It's a little bit late in, oh yeah, there's a woman called Camille Heron, who is a really famous uh, ultra runner in America. And um, she has this phrase, let the magic come out. And that she actually envisages herself on the start line with a, uh, this glow coming out of her body as she's gonna start. She knows that she's gonna let this magic come out of her body and allow herself to run this distance. So she has this really powerful and positive mindset that she's gonna let this energy come out of her and flow as it as the day goes on i think that was a lovely thing to visualize as you as you think about it on the start line absolutely yeah i think that's great no really great top tips and i i like the one in particular about you know ditching the ditching the headphones because I, I, yeah. I never personally i've never been a headphone runner um i tend to uh, i tend to practice my uh, my presentations while i'm out running on my own just talking <laughs> myself through them <laughs> i'm glad it's not me that just talks to myself i'm glad it's other people as well <laughs> um, and of course sometimes as you know i go out and record a bit of podcast stuff yeah. as well so uh, well phil it's been great to have you on the show thank you very much for your time and your your insights and all that sort of stuff and thanks for being a listener from day one that's fantastic so i really I've appreciate that um I've enjoyed it. and um yeah, it'll be great to have you back um, sometime after June the 19th. I'll get in touch with you and we'll fix something up and you can come back on and tell us all about it. Because this this yeah. show is called 44 at 60 and that's kind of the big event for me is May the 22nd. But I'm, I'm going to yeah. keep the podcast going for a little while after that, at least. So I'm uh, glad about that. I'm glad about that, Trevor. Absolutely. So. And uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to come back. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, obviously I'll feel slightly different after the event absolutely and I'll, but I'll learn more about myself and more about my mind obviously which I'm really quite interested in so yeah it'd be a pleasure yeah. to come back and talk to you about we'll, it we'll absolutely. be able to uh, we'll be able to share experiences and see how yeah. we got on <laughs> absolutely yeah definitely <laughs> great stuff Phil all right good luck and uh, keep keep uh, you know keep going and keep that mantra going right you know I, I think that's great so enjoy yourself and you Trevor good luck on the 22nd all the best thank you well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you I hope you enjoyed that. I mean, that was great, wasn't it? You know, I feel, uh, you know, his his race of the king sounds a really great event. You know, and there's a there's a king there in Winchester <laughs> waiting to greet you and hand you your medal. I don't know whether there's a king lined up uh, at the end of the classic quarter at Lands End. Maybe it should be King Arthur. You know, the legendary King Arthur at Lands End. Uh, handing me uh, the medal uh, as and when I, uh, you know, get there, you know, hoping that I do get there to get, <laughs> get that medal. So uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Um, now, the next podcast is coming up very soon because I'm doing a recording in a couple of days' time with my mate Andy Williams. And um, Andy did half the Classic Quarter with me last year, and he's finally decided to do the full version now there are two versions of the classic quarter there's the classic quarter and then there's the southwest trail or traverse or whatever it's called the week after so i'm not quite sure which one he's doing but uh, i've got a recording with him coming up very soon so the podcast with him will be coming out very soon as well so look out for that one and thanks for listening and if you do like the show then please leave a review and if you like phil and you've got an interesting idea about running then do get in touch you know, and, and, and let's get you on the show because one of the things I want to do with the show is I've got to think about what do I do with the show 
once I've done the 44 at 60, which is in a few weeks' time. But I'd like to think that I can keep it going and uh, maybe turn it into a more general running podcast somehow. I'm not sure. But uh, any thoughts and ideas from anybody, that would be terrific. All right. See you soon. Bye.